God does something so unexpected in your life, you can't help but fall down flat on your face, thankful and overwhelmed by how much God loves you. That happened to me this past Sunday. And it, it involves an addiction, <laughs> the death of my father, and a jacket. Wow. Coming up on today's shows, we've got miracles, power, and total fulfillment in your life, no matter, no matter what is going on around you. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am just one of the people, <laughs> Michael Smalley. <laughs> and I am another one, Another Amy person, Smalley. My wife. That's and, right. And we are live streaming, so I'm trying to upgrade this experience for people. Hey, I know, babe. We're, we're giving the people what they want. Authenticity, well, realness. This I don't even it. know if, if it's happening <laughs> and if they can hear us, and there's really no way, you know, to check that out, so we're going for it. Let's just do it. Let's All just right. go for it. So here's the, you ready for the distraction oh, of the day? Oh, okay. Yeah. Twitter, you know, social media, yeah, has once again reached out into the ethos to discover an answer to what did you have 20 years ago that you don't have today? Huh. Insanity ensues. So, honey, you got to start thinking about what did you have 20 years ago? That you don't have today. I know I had a lot more innocence. <laughs> oh, hey, you were married to me. Well, I'm just saying, I wasn't talking about that experience. What I was talking about is just, we just didn't know a lot of stuff. And I was a little, well, I felt a little answer. more sheltered. This is for the right, end. Okay. We're trying to Sorry. make people listen yes. okay. to the entire So podcast. what was it? 20 years ago... What did you have that you don't, don't have, have now? Because we have so much now, so much we technology, do. so much, so much everything. But yeah. you're gonna love some of the answers okay. the Twitterverse gave us. Okay. Hey, if you are interested, go to smalleyinstitute.com. Check out our book, Pursue Oneness. It's amazing. <laughs> It'll change your life, your relationship. But also, if you're listening to this podcast and you enjoy it, leave a review, subscribe. Or you can interact with us by leaving a voicemail at our 24-hour-a-day voicemail hotline. <laughs> Call 903-392-0975. As always, that number is on this very podcast episode's page. At smalleyinstitute.com. Are you trying to rush me again? No, I'm not. I'm trying to be affirming. Oh. It's just you're just not used to me sitting next to you or whatever. I may have negative belief to you. Yeah, because I'm like, yeah, cool. Yes. Leave us a message. And we answer your questions. If you want to leave a question, you can leave a review. You can say something kind. If you make me laugh, I'm going to give you something free. All right. And I really am. Okay. So. Here's okay. You actually forced me to do this one. I did. Oh yeah, I asked. Yes, because Sunday went really, really well. I think it was my first. That was a ten sermon I've ever. Honey, given. from me? Yeah, from you. No, I, you've had other tens. No, I haven't. but I think you. Yes. <laughs> I what I loved about it is a. 
I felt like it was it was something new. It was from your heart because sometimes you know you can yeah. if you're preaching to the same place or speaking from. Well, the same I do thing. a lot of travel. Exactly. And I keep telling you, I know they haven't heard it yet. I know that. I know that. But I guess for me, it was the first time for me to hear that talk or message. And and it yes, it was awesome. Well, Loved here's it. why people want to stay listening. Yes, is um when. Our friend, and we're helping him out at Declaration Church, John Cheryl. Yes. When he asked me, hey, can you fill in? Mm-hmm. Can you help me out? I went, yeah. And he told me the theme, and it was like instantly I knew I had to give and do one of my favorite word pictures that my father did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, my dad is that world-famous Gary Smalley guy. <gasps> oh, is that what? Uh, Not wait, everybody wait, knows. what? I'm telling you. Yeah, not I know. everybody knows. So, like, but yeah. back in the day, back in the day, he was he was he, he was, was big the, time. Yes, he was. What I think was especially different about your dad is that he did he shared an authenticity, and yeah. he was one of those uh, first time that a pastor was really honest about his struggles in marriage and family and all that stuff. So, and being I love the son him. of a world famous guy, you don't really want to do what he did, <laughs> right? Well, Which his all big possible, thing was yeah. objects. Yes, because Corey Ten Boone. Said, don't ever teach. I don't know. She had some German accent. <laughs> don't ever I'm teach. I'm sure that's what she sounded she like. She like a male Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but she said, don't you dare ever teach without an object. Because it, it makes people. things memorable. Yeah. Yes. And he was brilliant. And He's, my dad yeah, did so that well. thing. And yes. I'm like, my thing is humor. That's right. And you t- you may use, instead of an object, you use a story. I use, you use your storytelling. Yes. Because I'm my own person. That's right. But Thank this you. time, this Sunday, I—it was like the Holy Spirit immediately said, "You're doing that," uh-huh. because of the theme that we're doing at Declaration, and, uh-huh. and so I was like, "Cool." Mm-hmm. So you're gonna want to stay tuned because not only did I preach on Sunday in a way that you know was kind of my dad's signature way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I messed it up horribly because that's what I do. That's why I don't use objects, but. It's what happened Sunday morning that really, mm-hmm. like, messed with us both. Yeah, is that fair? Yes, but it like not in, in a, a bad good way. way. It's it's one of those things that God truly did give you a hug. And he did. We oh, we were just talking about hugs. We talked we about hugs like two days ago or yesterday. Oh, yeah, yesterday. We were talking about hugs. We did. And so that was I'd a God hug. I actually like to use that and like to say. Um, pray for those God hugs because they're little things that little messages, little affirmations that we get either if it's from someone, someone, or there's a confirmation of maybe a theme that you keep hearing that is God confirming a message. Now you don't want to go too, you know, wackadoo on it. Like, Oh, the shades moved. And so that means whatever. No, but this was a really cool thing. It was. Yeah. So we're going to get there, but basically the sermon was on renewal. So we're doing the series called exhale Mm -hmm. and it's about, okay, it's a holiday season. You got to take a breath. Mm -hmm. You got to relax people. And And so, yeah. The scripture, the primary one, was 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10. Even though, and this is Paul, mm-hmm. the Apostle Paul, even though I've received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, mm-hmm. I was given a what? 
thorn in thorn. my flesh. It is by far the most famous thorn <laughs> exactly. ever. That's right. A messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time God's response, mm. my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in the insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then... He is strong. Yeah. I am strong. I am strong. And so, the you know, on renewal and... You said you wanted to do a podcast on this. I'm curious why. Okay. One of the reasons why... Is it why because I'm so amazing? It's because you're so I amazing. Did. No, I think one of the reasons why is because, A, when we can support and love each other yeah. and hang, like... I think that there are a lot of times, maybe your husband or your spouse isn't doing a message on a Sunday, but affirmation means a lot. And I honestly, in my heart of hearts, I feel like that I've cheered you on and you would have thought that that was a good message, but I didn't cheer you on as much as I would have liked to because I didn't come over to you. I came over to you like right after. I was like, that's really great, but I didn't like overdo it. It was not an Amy cheerleady kind of thing. No, it, was, it was good. But how do we support each other? And, and so it, a part of it was was that. And then another part of it is this thorn in the flesh yeah. that it's, it's, it's very, it's only a God thing too, because this is the message and this is the thing that I've been studying because I've been studying Second Corinthians. Um, I've been doing Kelly Minter's All Things New, and and I don't know if I told you about it or if we talked about it at all. Did. I don't think we did. That's one of the reasons why I was like, "Wow, that's like, amazing." God's because up I to truly had just been freak. studying about. I'd been studying that passage, you know, that um, uh, you know, the twelve is seven through ten. So I've been I'd been studying about seven through ten, and then on Thursday the video was about it, and then. Lo and behold, then you on Sunday talk about it again. And I thinking about the thorn in the flesh and fleshing that out is, I think, what I wanted to bring to the table as well. And just have a conversation with with you about that and what does it mean and what does it d doesn't mean and and kind of share some of the same points that you that you shared on Sunday because I thought that was really powerful and awesome. And I took notes. You I, did. I took notes. And hey, there ain't nothing sexier. <laughs> For a pastor, <laughs> then his wife take and I couldn't see you. I took two you pages sat of like notes in the middle. I took two pages of. Notes. I know you show that to me, and things ensued. Yeah, and I was I, and that was really cool because I think that even I even if I've heard like I hadn't heard you to do that talk, but I had heard a lot of what was said. Maybe, but just with a little bit different of a slant. You're starting to run it. And this is amazing stuff, though. Okay, but can I tell you one? Of, what was your yeah. one quote that I absolutely loved? You well, we're going to get into that. Okay, well, okay. Don't, All right, yeah, okay. Don't, don't jump it. ahead. Okay, I'm not going to jump ahead. It. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go. So today's podcast is about renewal. How mm -hmm. do you recharge your battery? If you're feeling drained, if you're feeling wiped out, if you're feeling hopeless or powerless or. Yeah, it's a holiday season. Sometimes for a lot of people, these are hard ones, mm -hmm. right? They're, yeah, they're tough. You've lost a loved one or you're divorced or 
your kids are estranged. And so this podcast is about what do you do to recharge? Like if you look, that's the word picture, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you looked at your who you are, the essence of who you are, it's like a battery. Mm-hmm. And so before we go, though, Paul, this is a quote from James Davis. Paul's experience itself then illustrates his message. Pay attention. His message, message to the church. The true boast of an apostle, of one sent out by the Lord on mission, is that in the course of such a mission, the Lord has faithfully provided power. That's a that's mm-hmm. an important word. Power in moments of necessity so that the apostle may claim when I am weak, then I am strong. That's the boast. Yeah. We get to go, Jesus is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I am as wiped out as I can be. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm alive. I'm still here. Right. Okay, this is the gist of what I put. So I put the true boast of an apostle, testimony of the power of God through need and weakness. Ooh, and I wow. think that, well yeah, said. that was my, that was the gist of what Wait, I say said. Say that was, again? The true boast of an apostle is the testimony of the power of Christ, so the power of God through need and weakness. Whoa. So Paul, it, what's crazy and what's cool about this is Paul went and when he was pastoring I and mean, when he was speaking to these Corinthians, he got really frustrated. I mean, like I'm all the way through the, you know, almost, yeah, I've read all the way through and studied all the way through. And, and these Corinthians really wanted Paul to be something that he would, he refused to be because he refused to recharge or put his, his power source into their approval into the way that they thought things should be done. And that's the message of what we need to be able to do is we need to be able to say, okay, God, what are you calling me to? Because that's where the power comes from. Ooh. Well, and, you know, I kind of mentioned the most famous thorn in the history of mankind. You're kind of part of what you're getting into, you know, we don't know what the thorn is, and I'm actually glad that we don't know. Well, I think it's a good thing. I, no, I think it's an amazing thing. And in my study, we were talking about we don't know exactly what it was, but it is just like God to leave the ambiguity so that we can all know. We all know we have a thorn, and it's so good that it's not explicit so that there is an empathy and a connection that we or have with Paul. we can go, oh, well, I don't have that. Right. So I don't oh, really have yeah. I, I don't connect with Paul because yeah. I don't have that. No, he 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 leaves it ambiguous, ambiguous, ambiguous for a reason, possibly. And we hope, you know, that that's the that's the piece of that God uses our weaknesses to make us strong in Him. Yeah, and I mean, it could have been a physical affliction. Second yeah. Corinthians eleven twenty three through twenty seven. If you're interested in that kind of stuff. In eye disease, there's a theory about an eye disease, and they people feel like that was kind of talked about in Galatians 4.15. He could have been vulnerable to significant spiritual, psychological struggles. Yeah. Right? 2 Corinthians 11.28. I think, well, I don't. I, I'm not, I don't have a major opinion on it, but it could have been the super apostles, right? Like, quote, unquote, super apostles, and false brothers constantly dogging him. Mm-hmm. and wreaking havoc in the churches he planted. And he talks about that, at least in one instance, 2 Corinthians 11, 5, 
and then 1126 as well. So we don't know what it is, but here's what we do know. Every one of you listening, you have a thorn. Mm -hmm. It's not complicated. So Amy, you know, and I've said it a lot, but you stored up a lot of treasure (laughs) by loving my father. We cared for him his last 18 months of life. My favorite word picture from my dad was what? I want you to tell it. The the word picture? Yeah, like you can see the picture. I can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well. So if we look at our soul, who we are. If we look at our soul and who we are, we all have a big old need. And our big need is that God, we have a God-shaped hole. And that God-shaped hole is like a 220. Big, like that big plug, volt. 220 yeah. volts. So like that, the big one that you would plug your air conditioner dryer, or dryer. dryer yeah, those really, really big they're ones. They're thick, they're heavy, they're gigantic. Yes. So that's what we're designed. We're designed to need God. We're designed to get for Him to be our power source. Yeah. If we're weak, right? People, places, and things aren't going to do it. No, and they're those, not going to recharge it. And those things are the smalls. Those are the the one tens, the one ten, the real dinky little, you know, yeah. extension cord things, right? Tiny, pathetic looking. <laughs> but those, I have a picture. But those, so, yeah. But if those you're things. Listening, and you want to see it, come to yeah. Smalley Institute. Go to this episode. So those things, people, places, and things are always going to disappoint you. They're always not going to be enough. Whatever yeah, it they is, they can't recharge you. So you can't have enough money. You can't have enough stability in uh, your in you your life. You can't have a nice enough home. Yeah. You can't have. I'm going to do it. You ready? What? You can't have a good enough spouse. Yeah. Or even worse, you can't have a good enough kid. Mm-hmm. Because people, places, and things can't recharge us yeah they just can't they're not capable they're always meant to be a little bit but not enough no and you know like people like when i think about a marriage our marriage is supposed to reflect the love of christ right yeah and our relationships and our community is supposed to reflect the love of christ but it's never supposed to be the source the source is always god yeah the 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 answer so if you're listening and you're feeling discouraged and you're feeling mm-hmm. bankrupt and you're feeling powerless, frankly, mm-hmm. and you're wiped out, exhausted, yeah, the solution Lonely. is not your spouse changing. The solution is not your child changing. The solution isn't your home, money, none of those things. The only power that is actually a 220, which is what your soul is, mm-hmm. it has a 220 that, you know, dryer thing. That's it. And the only 220 out there is God. There you go. God's power is the only answer. Psalm 3510. And oh, and one of the things I said on Sunday mm-hmm. is, and so I'm gonna say this for the podcast people too, is that you know, a lot of times, not a lot, really almost every time I preach, I'm asking God before I get up, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, and he, you know, rarely does he change the entire message, but mm-hmm. it's like what do you want me to say? And it was kind of a weird one. This, mm-hmm. I don't, how do you, you want me? Yeah. How do you want them to respond? Is it, yeah. it was a big, you know, what, what's important to you? What's what do I need yeah. to say? And, mm-hmm. and on, on this particular Sunday, he was like, I want you to tell people to write down these verses mm-hmm. because they need them. They need them as reminders of who I am and what I do for you. 
Yep. So for the podcast audience, I'm just going to say the same thing. Well, and you've already written them down. All that I have. Super <gasps> cool. That's totally right? true. You yeah. go to this episode. That's right. And I have See? all the so verses. So easy. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I might be a little too good to the <laughs> podcast audience. So oh. God's power is the only answer. Psalm 3510. With every bone in my body, I will praise him. Lord, who can compare with mm -hmm. you? Who else rescues the helpless from the strong? Who else protects the helpless and poor from those who rob them? Oh, like God does that. First Samuel 12. Do you want to read any of these or do you want no, me to? Yeah, right. I, I, yeah, no, yeah. I know you ahead. get nervous sometimes no, reading. No, it's okay. Them. Okay. First Samuel 12, 21. Don't go back to worshiping worthless idols that cannot help or rescue you. They are totally useless. Your idol of your marriage, your idol of your kids, yeah, your, your idol of your money, can be an your idol. idol, you know, anything, anything that you are wanting to fill that God-shaped hole, it's worthless. It's going to lead to you needing another power source. People, places, That's and right. things are idols. They're not God. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they're inadequate. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make it happen for you. Romans yep. 7.24. So remember, folks, go to the site, get these verses, because I want you to put them somewhere special, mm -hmm. right? Somewhere where you can, like, when you're discouraged or when you're feeling weak or you need to be recharged, this helps you plug back into the actual power source that can do it. Romans 7.24. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Amy, who frees? God frees us. Yeah, he does. Yeah. God has you. If we recognize, I, I think that, this is one that you're going to have to experience, I believe, more and more, and so that you can look back on it, or that you might need to say, God had me back then. He has me today. When you, we think about this Christian life and when we're maturing and when we're growing, we have to be able to invest in trusting him more and more. So God does. God has you. Well, he does. Isaiah 41.10. It's another one you want to get down. Don't be afraid. Why? For I am with you. Don't be discouraged. Why? For I am your God. I, will, I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And I think that there's pieces of that. And always when you walk through the Christian life, there are times that if I just were able to look at a tiny little glimpse or a day in my life, I would question that. What do you mean? I would question, does my, does my God really see me? Does he really strengthen me? Is he truly my help? If you look at it from such a, um, like under a microscope of just one day, but if you look at your life and if you invest oh. in, if you invest in the macro of your life, so the big picture of your life, you will see. Because when people used to say, oh, God is good. God is good. What's the net? What's that? When someone says God is good, what do you, what do you, people always respond back all the time? All the time. God yeah, is good. I'm not good at those. Yeah. Sorry. Rules. Well, sorry. That's just kind of one of those things. Well, and, 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 and maybe it's just, you know, my upbringing in the, in the South, but anyway, but being able to say that is really hard. This does not mean that we are to belittle our pain or to not be able to come to God in our pain and to be able to, to say, God, if you are my strength, where are you? Because 
you know, David is talking in the Psalms where that we were just talking about how he has to make the choice to praise God. It's not that his circumstances, this is, you know, David who was literally running for his life. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, when he talks about security and being, uh, you know, he protects us, God protects us. He's literally needing protection when he's saying these things. And I think that we so many times don't invest in that God is our protector in fear of that he might not. And then where am I going to be? Then I've trusted in something that is is faulty. And instead of of building up our faith, we weaken our faith. Yeah. Well, and and sometimes if if that's you or you're like, yeah, God doesn't listen or God isn't hearing me, just be careful that you're not an outcome-based Christian. Yeah. Right? I mean, outcome-based Christians are people who... All right, God, here's what you're going to do. Well, if you're real, yeah. you're going to heal my mom. If well, you're real, you're going to heal my dad. And if that doesn't happen, you're not real. You don't exist. And Paul, with the whole thorn in the flesh, addresses that because he asked God three times, please take this away from me. We don't know what it was. We don't know if it was a circumstance or a mental disease, physical disease, or, you know, just we don't know what it was. But he asked. Yeah. And and, it, and God says, nope, my grace is sufficient. If he wouldn't, okay, let's just say Paul didn't have the thorn in the flesh. And then why did he get the thorn in the flesh? It starts with that. So that I don't boast. Yeah. So that he doesn't live in boast. Because he was a big deal. It, well, he was a big deal, but he also... Kind of like you're a big deal. <laughs> no. I'm just buttering you well, up Well, right tomorrow. before that, though, Paul talks about he had had a vision, and that vision was, they called it like the third heaven, but it was really just heaven, heaven, because first heaven, I learned. First heaven is like the sky, you know, second heaven is like space, and third heaven is like heaven, like the seat of Christ. Yeah. Thank you, Jill. She told Thanks, us Jill. about that. Yeah. So anyway, so being able to, to understand that. And so Paul says, Paul's basically going, you know what? If, and right before that, he kind of got kind of a little mad at, at the Corinthians. He's like, look, you want to boast? I can boast. And he kind of went off and he was like, you think you're a Hebrew? I'm a Hebrew. You think this, I, you know, you think you're a Christian? I'm a better one. So, yeah. you know, you've seen visions I have. And he goes into this vision and he kind of went third person on us, which is kind of a little weird yeah. for him to talk about himself in third person, he but he dropping did. a mic. Well, Bam. yeah, he was, you know, he's talking in third person. And part of it is he's probably trying to back away from trying to be too boastful. And so then literally right after that, he talks about this thorn in the flesh. And what does that mean? And that thorn in the flesh is what? It's something that is literally humbling him. And I think for all of us, we need to know that God wants, God's humility for is for us. He didn't want Paul to live in pride or, or yeah, in pride or boasting. Why? Because he wanted Paul. He wanted Paul's yeah. heart and he wanted Paul to be dependent on him. He didn't want him to say, you know what? You can pick up, hiccup all these extension cords and you're going to get a 220. And then you can boast in your sufficiency. And Paul said, yeah, you know what? you're enough. Yeah, I'm so well, cool. Well, and, and that's where I challenged, and I'm in this category, because you grew up, you know, your family, and a lot of times, had to really trust God to provide. Yes. Right? Yes. And my family was pretty not well off until I was about 13, somewhere around there, and the infomercial hit for my father. And so I do actually understand what it's like to be a rich person, not me, but my father, and that's why Jesus talks so much about money, mm -hmm. is that money 
allows you to think that you got it. Like, yeah. I'm fine. I don't really need him. Poor, poverty, suffering. That's why Jesus thrives in suffering communities where Christianity isn't allowed because mm -hmm. he really does give you all you need. But when you're like us and you're living in a wealthy area and you got everything you need, you, you fall into a false sense of security. And, and you become kind of like a zombie type person. Because here's the deal. Your one job is to tell God you need him. Mm. So if you need refueling, repowering, that internal battery of yours is broken and dead. You got to run to God because he renews. 1 Samuel 7, 8, don't stop pleading with the Lord or our God to save us from the Philistines. They beg Samuel. They're with this, you know, they're like, Samuel, don't quit don't stop. on stop, yeah. Keep going. Psalm 22, 11, do not stay far from me for trouble is near and no one else can help me. God, you're the only one. And so your job is to recognize that it's God's power. He's the 220. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to renew you. Amy, take it. Exodus 18.10. You can do it. All right. Praise the Lord, Jethro said, for he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel from the powerful hand of Egypt. He is the one that did all that. Yeah. He is the one that rescued them. And when you're able, when they were able to say, I will praise the Lord for you have done this. And when we, uh, for me to praise the Lord is whenever I see something, I, I text my girls, I call them my girls, anyone in my Bible study or anyone that I, that I, that I like, any yeah. of my girlfriends. Uh, and I will say, I've started saying, yay, so-and-so, yay, so-and-so in Christ. Go, God, go. Go, you know, go, Jen, go in Christ. And when we do that and we are boasting and we're attaching, and I think that we need to, as Christians, we need to start attaching in Christ to our praises, to being, a, and when we do that, we can embrace more and more of our identity and more and more of where our source comes from. Yeah. And one of the things that I said, kind of like impromptu. Which was amazing. Totally underlined it. was it. really good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Was don't project your weakness onto God's greatness. Yeah. And uh, somebody on Facebook was like, well, wait a minute. What does that mean? Here's what that means is that we project things onto people and even God all the time. So I know you're weak. I know you're incapable. I know... You can't imagine how this is happening, but you think God is worried about whatever circumstance you find yourself in? Yeah. God's not intimidated by your spouse, by your kid, by your government, by your president, by your boss. Like, God is great. Mm -hmm. And our job is to have faith. And all faith is, just so you know, people, all faith is, Lord, I don't see a way out of this thing but you're bigger than whatever it is. That's faith. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that I have this confidence and I'm like, I'm the most powerful person ever. No, actually it means, Lord, I have no idea how this is going to go down. And honestly, I can't even see a way out of it, but I know you can do it. So make it happen. That's faith. Let me 
ask you this. Do you think no. that this, do you think okay. that this, because I truly, I, I'm going to kind of go back to a little bit what I was saying, but I think that this goes along with stop projecting your weakness onto God's greatness. Because I felt like if I prayed something and felt like God was telling me X, Y, Z, this person's going to be healed. Um, and I, if I think that this person's going to be healed and then they don't get healed, then I think, well, was it that I didn't have enough faith or was it that God didn't want to do it? And so he's, if he doesn't want to do it, does that mean that he's not great? Right. And I've really come to this conclusion or really been able to invest in instead of just praying, okay, how about this? Instead of not praying, because that's truly, to be honest, honestly, I'd be like, if someone would ask me to pray for healing and I'd be like, yeah, you don't want to ask me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm, yeah. No. It, it'd be really hard for me. I know. I, well, I, I know, but that's the whole thing is that I felt like, oh, if I pray, either I'm going to go down or it's definitely gonna not going to happen because whenever I pray for healing, it just does not happen. And that was so, it was devastating for me, right? And it was devastating to my faith and it was giving me a really bad message about God that either God was trying to punish me or something that's so not true. I now love the songs and I've, I've heard it and now I get it. And I love that we can have music that actually speaks incredible messages, you know, even still, you know, in the middle of the storm, if you don't calm the storm, if you don't do this, I know you are able and being able yeah. to say that God is able I don't necessarily know if he will because I don't know the big picture and because I don't know if someone's thorn in the flesh is actually, if, the, if that was healed and they would live and boast, then they would live apart from a relationship with yeah. God or apart from truly um, living out the calling that God had for Which them. is why when we suffer or experience trials or things are difficult, that's not ultimately a bad thing. No. I mean... It, you know, you don't want to go looking for trials because my friends are going to come. But it doesn't mean it's a bad thing ultimately because God is great and he uses it all. So Absolutely. God has you no matter what. Hmm. He, he will protect you from trouble. Daniel 6.27, he rescues and saves his people. He performs miraculous signs and wonders in the heavens and on earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. That's right. We all for the have, love of all things holy. I think we believe, and this is crazy because I was listening. I went to the Propel concert. With, um, I mean, event with yeah. Christy Kane. She was like, "Do you believe in the stuff that happened in the Old Testament? Do you believe in these healings? Do you believe in these?" She's like, "Okay, if you believe that Jesus died and was raised Rose again, if you believe that." then guess what? You're kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you got to invest in it. You got to believe that God's real. And if he did that back then, he can do it again today. And that was the whole thing for me to be able to say, I can, you can tell me, oh, absolutely. You know, and I think that sometimes we want to like explain away some of the miracles and be able to say, oh, all those lines, they must've been really, they yeah. were fed and they were full. Well, and that's why they didn't, all, you know. Find a disciple of Christ and just ask about their testimony. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, he does it. And if you're doubting or you're having a, you know, like, but wait, what if there, why, you know, why is there bad things? Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't know him. 
There's bad that's things because we fo- messed it up. That's not where no. the focus is. The focus is on how is God redeeming that. Oh, can I just share one thing? Because it was no. really good that you shared on Sunday. No. Well, because I got to okay. go back. I got to go back just a okay. little bit. Because you said this really, really cool thing. You said real Wait, love- are you referencing your notes that you took when I did my little sermon? Yes. Wow. Babe, it's so good. Okay, so you said real love has to have a choice. God oh. loved us so much, he gave us a choice on whether or not to love him or not. <sighs> My drop. What? That was so cool. Because we always say in marriage, you know, we'll in our marriage ministry, we'll say love is a decision. You know, it's a choice. We need to choose to love our spouse. Well, you're not truly loved if the person loving you doesn't have the choice to reject you. And yeah. that's, God gave us a choice. And we messed it up. Mm-hmm. So we are now living in the consequence of that. It's not that God is weak or not great because evil happens. Evil happens because we messed up. Mm-hmm. And we we are suffering in the consequence of that. But God had to give us a free choice. That was Because really we can't cool. love him unless we have the opportunity to reject him. Or it's some creepy... Yeah. Well, and he's just a puppet master. He is. And, and and that's not being loved, and I think God in his infinite wisdom understands that. So don't forget, folks, because we're about to get the to the distraction of the day. Okay. Don't forget, we have a bunch of verses on this podcast episode's page. Go to smalleyinstitute.com. This is the Renewal Sermon Breakdown. Who knows? It'll probably... It, it might be called something different by the time I post it, <laughs> but it's today. So the the verses that we've ref, you know that we've referenced, mm-hmm. they're all on there. So you can get all those. I want you to save them because you need to have things you can reference to remind you who God is, what He promises, mm-hmm. and when you need your battery recharged because you're wiped out and whatever your thorn is. A marriage, a child, an addiction. What are other thorns? Well, I mean, just Society, depression. Presidents, I, yeah. governments. Well, well, I mean, he could have had a speech impediment. He yeah. could have been, you know, people it could that be anything. Folks. Yes, absolutely. It's the thing that drains you. You get recharged by God. So now the distraction of the day. All Do you right. Remember, it was something about oh, what do we have? What, what did we have 20 what years don't ago? we have today that we had 20 years ago? You okay. ready? Yep. So this was... So wait, a, so yeah. that's like just like 2000s, like uh, barely like 98? Yeah, that was 98. That's crazy. Okay. So in 1998, so a bunch of people responded. I picked out my favorite ones. Okay. Here is Golden... Here's at Golden Gate Blonde. 20 years ago, she had a dial-up modem. <laughs> Hundreds of CDs, yeah, the just CDs, and yeah. the energy to go out at the same hour. I now go to bed. <laughs> that is so us. We yeah. could party back in the day. Uh, I Today don't know, I'm like I'm years, out. Yeah, eighteen years ago. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we've been we were married still hanging. Twenty-four, but yeah, I would say because those are our Wheaton days. We were yeah. at Wheaton. Yeah. Now here's we could a sad one. Do that. Okay. Wow. The second one is a little bit sad. This is at Doctor Jen Gunther. 20 years ago, she had a blank divorce record. Oh. Yeah, that's a bummer. 
I'm sorry, Dr. Jen. <sighs> but that one made me sad. I'm like, I think this was meant to be a fun thing. And <laughs> yeah, she took it. She got yeah. negative. She got dark. Yeah. Here's at Ed Solomon. <laughs> 20 years ago, he had no concern about dropping my phone in a toilet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you realize but, cell phones weren't really out yet? I mean, they were yeah, just they were. no only rich people. No. And they were gigantic things you had to carry, like, you know, it had a whole I would backpack. say 30 years ago. No, no. that's 20. No. Honey, 19, yeah. Yeah, okay. it is. 1998. When we got married, you and I did not have cell phones. Okay, that was like 94. Four. You had one, I think, no, but I didn't. I didn't. Not yet. Really? Not yet, no. Oh, I had, yeah, well, yeah, okay. So, I remember they were still in the car, too, and they were just the the cool people yeah, had them in the they car but they weren't like things. totally portable and then the big huge ones were like the satellite ones they were yeah so now okay. i'm gonna give you mine okay what i didn't have 20 years ago you better be thinking about yours oh yeah it better oh, be interesting wait oh that's dear. what the people are here for oh 20 years ago okay so 20 right. years ago yes at michael underscore smalley yeah. that's my twitter handle oh okay I'm no longer carrying around a heavy, a heavier version of my wife. A heavier version of me? Yeah. I've lost over 114 pounds. I've lost more weight than you weighed when we got married. Oh. Totally. <gasps> oh. oh. I was carrying right. around. Yes, you're right. And Amy. Yes. Johnston. Yes. yes. On my body. Yes. I don't have that Up until, anymore. yes. I don't have Up it until anymore. June. Yeah, because you've lost. Yeah. 115. Oh, yep. And especially 20 years ago. I probably, that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. Because when you said heavier yeah. version of me, I was like, wait, hold I on, know. What? I knew you were like, I was very like, confused wow. by that. Because that seems really kind of shaming. Like, mm -hmm. wow. But it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, what about you? I what do you what did you have twenty years ago that you don't have today? Bangs, a six pack. Oh, <laughs> you did have a six pack. I well, yeah, you did. I did. I do not anymore. Yeah, before well, I had, had children, children. Before I had children, stinking children. Although, although with with Cole. Part of the reason why my six pack absolutely never came back was because do yeah, you remember? No, well, yeah, no. there was that. But I ripped. I, I decided oh. that I was going to at like seven months pregnant. Oh. Remember, seven months pregnant. Because you have a mental problem. Totally have a mental problem. I was like, oh, I'm taking this this pregnancy thing in stride, and I just, you know, I'm not, not changing it, my it's body. Not stopping me. I'm gonna do whatever I, I want. I can still do the splits. I can still do the splits. Oh. And I did the splits oh, oh that was my. not good it was so not good well the crazy thing is today. what the crazy thing is is that actually i did it because there's further like weight going down right so i i could do it but then when i got into the car like just like 15 20 oh, minutes later i and it was high up so i had to like lift my leg up i, I couldn't do it oh i know so bad she overshot so i well yeah you got cocky i was so cocky and you paid i will price. say you know what, babe? Yeah, I will say that's the thing that I get cocky about. I get cocky about how how like strong I am, and oh, I can do that, and da da da. People will tell me that's funny because I get cocky that. about how hot I am. 
I've always and you you would say, oh no, that's so heavy, and I'm be like, I can do that. Oh, and then you're injured. Well, that one I I'm not cocky myself. about anything anymore. But I I I do. That is the place that yeah. I obviously is. God is totally humbling me. He has. Yeah. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget if your marriage is in crisis, and you need a little bit more than a insane podcast. <laughs> Call 1-800-975-8748. Talk to one of our intensive consultants today. So the Smalley Marriage Intensive Program is a powerful way. It's a one-on-one deal. It's you and one of our trained coaches. You as a couple. Yeah, you as a couple. Mm -hmm. And it really can turn things around. And don't forget, if you like the show, let us know. By subscribing Ooh, or I like leaving that. a review. If you like the show, let us know. All right. Giggity, giggity. Chasing down the days of fear. Chasing down a dream before it disappeared. I was aching to be somewhere near your voice. Was all I heard. I was shaking from a storm in me. Haunted by the specters that we had to see. Yeah, I wanted to be the melody.